This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome, everyone, back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am joined by Tracy Pearson. Tracy, how are you? <laughs> I am good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing a little... I, I, I got to rock, rock some Casey Kasem sometimes to bring you back home. Uh, that, I've got... Casey is... Uh, we're back on American Top 40. That's I love listening to the bloopers of him just losing his mind. That you was, know that happens with any kind of live show. Of course. I mean, yeah. it happened. Uh, okay, that happened, that famous tape, the dead dog thing, yeah, yeah. about three months before I got there. And I, <laughs> I know the engineer. You know, this is back analog. The engineer just hit the button and, and got lucky that he got that. And it's that engineer so got in a little bit of crap for that. But Casey, on, I mean, just to say... Casey was a, a really nice guy. He truly was. He lived in an ivory tower because he was really, really wealthy. You would not believe he owned a lot of real estate. When, when this is a great story. When, when uh, they, when he was going to have his house renovated in Bel Air or Beverly Hills, he moved into the Beverly Wilshire, and he moved in. He owned at least. I mean, owned. He rent. He was there for at least a few suites. So thousands of dollars a month. He liked it so much he stayed. He just stayed. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, one more. One time when we were doing a story about Linda Ronsad working at Pirates of Penzance on, on uh, Broadway. She was willing to take minimum wage, which was $500 a week. And, and uh, Casey's doing it. I'm in the booth. You know, there was the whole recording. And I'm in the... He's all, hey, who wrote this? I go, I did, Casey. And he said do you see what's obviously wrong here? And I go, no. And he goes, uh, uh, it, the, 500 a week? And I go, yeah, that's how much. He's all, you're missing like a zero. I go, <laughs> no, Casey, that's minimum for Broadway. It was 500 a week. He's all, this has to be wrong. Someone check this. Tracy, you've got to check. <laughs> but other than that, really a phenomenally nice guy. I mean, he did get mad sometimes, but I never saw him at that rate, at that level. And the way anybody kind of loses their mind occasionally. But I know that producer. Don! Don! Get Don! <laughs> oh, Casey. Every time I'm doing a dead dog him. tribute right a, after a pop and music. Yeah. He was a good guy. I miss uh, him. He was a, a very nice man. Yeah. Uh, um, so we got Well, speaking, speaking of dead dogs. Yeah. They, <laughs> that's one of the best. Top five. Transition right there, big guy. Uh, Colorado football. Oh, boy. Uh, people got annoyed with us last week because we were talking a little bit too much about Colorado. They uh, called us week. Colorado Report Online. I know. That I know. was fun. We're people, pro. Pe- people are super mad. Yeah. Uh, people, are super ma- people are just super mad on our message board lately. Super Take it easy, mad. everyone. Everything's okay. That transfer story, I thought I was more than balanced and... and... Yeah, yeah, no, you were great. Thank I would have been much harsher. Yeah. Much harsher. 
Uh, I mean, people, you got to step back. Step, just step, step back a little from that keyboard and just start trying to read a little bit more objectively without being so defensive about everything. It's just, it's so wound up it's, at this point. I, and I empathize with everyone on our message board, even the ones who I disagree with vehemently, is because we've all gone so crazy. We've yeah. all gone absolutely out of our minds nuts over the last 20 years or so. So we're just like, it's in this like inner world where like anyone from the outside looking in is like, what are these people even talking about right now? <laughs> uh, but we're here and we do this for you. Uh, Colorado football. Um, this so we don't need to spend too much time on this. I'm finishing up the preview as we as we talk. But uh, Colorado's horrible. Um, they are. Um, I don't know if I would describe them as Bowling Green esque, but they're. I think they're a hair worse than Bowling Green. Um, they're well, probably yeah. not as bad as Alabama State, but the thing is, Alabama State. Um, hasn't quit like dogs and hadn't quit like dogs on their season at that point, so they were still trying. Colorado shows signs of not trying. Like their defense, they are not. Their talent is not as bad as their performance has been, and I think their defense is just completely demoralized after a year and a half of this offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are just rolling over and dying during games um, and allowing teams to. Teams are running for an average, an average, Tracy, of 7.4 yards per rush against Colorado. I don't know if that's even possible. I, I think you would trip. Wouldn't you trip? <laughs> or I someone would. who would just knock you, averaging that. Well, you would think like, oh, I'm running, and I'm like, I don't see anyone around me. I would get like, in my own head, like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I running the wrong way? <laughs> Um, Wait, I'm going the wrong way. I must right? be doing something wrong. And then you get in your own head and you're like kind of embarrassed and you stop running so hard. 7.4 yards per carry. That's, that's it's insane. just That's insane. I don't think I ever – I don't think I've ever re remembered that. I mean, there, no matter what the score of this game is, if UCLA doesn't run for 250 yards and I don't care if they're stacking the box. I don't care if they put nine guys in the box. Um, UCLA and needs – to run for 250 plus and average that at least that 7.5 easy yeah. it's it, it, it's the, I, I we got to lay down the gauntlet they got to it's got to be minimum 200 yards but 250 i think is the number this is our gauntlet season i i'm laying it down I, there's yeah. i'm tired i mean just to review really fast UCLA is an elite college football program traditionally we're all beaten down. We're all beaten up by BBS. When people are saying, yeah, 8-4 and four would be okay. No, fifth year, I don't care who the coach is. Fifth year, you need at least nine wins. Uh, this is where we are. Ex let's raise expectations, people, because at least raise them to where they have been traditionally for the UCLA football program. Absolutely. So, so yeah, raising Colorado. it all the way around. And Colorado, I, I, I am not trying to hammer this harder than it needs to be hammered, but it needs to be hammered this hard. They're one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. Their offense is an abomination. Um, they have three bad quarterbacks. Um, they play all of them. They played all of them in this last game. Um, their two starters, though, JT Shrout and Brendan Lewis, against Minnesota. Tracy. Yes, Dave. Give me your guess as to how many yards they threw for. I actually looked at it, uh, but I, early in the week, but I can't remember. It was like 77 or something like that? No, no. The two starters threw for a combined 38 yards. Yeah. yeah. See, I doubled that. That's fewer That's fewer yards than Minnesota scored points against Colorado. How many attempts was that? 
on. That was on 17 attempts. 38 yards. <laughs> That's and the big number. Attempts. If they had just yeah. attempted four passes, but 17 attempts. Yeah. So uh, Colorado's horrible. Uh, we can leave it at that. But um, if UCLA, again, it's one of those things where if it's a close game, it's that's a bad, bad sign for UCLA. If Colorado's able to score 20 points, that's a bad, bad sign for UCLA. And, and, and uh, here's the thing about it, too. If you're Carl Durrell, Dave, I'm picturing Dave's beard on Carl uh-huh. Durrell sitting there with a the headphone set. Dave, just not saying you, a word. You need to take a second for yourself? <laughs> it's a very attractive image. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone out there with Photoshop capabilities, go to it right now. Ready, go. Um wouldn't you just say, let's try, like, let's, let's stack the box. Let's just give up the pass. Let's just stack the box. Try to get some tackles for loss. Try to put UCLA behind in a series, get the ball back. If not, let them score fast. Let's, let's, uh, some, let's do some, some trickeration. Let's do something. But we know our guy, Carl Durrell. We know our man. He's very conservative. Nose when, to the grindstone, baby. Nose to the grindstone. Keep doing it. Just keep doing it over and over until it gets... So there's two theories. There's the theory, let's just keep doing it and we perfect it. Or you keep doing it over and over and because you keep doing it and failing, you're crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's Carl Durrell. But I, I, I have to admit, I, I feel for Carl. He's a nice man. I wish he would not just think if he keeps doing this with this level of talent, he's going to get better. Just do some stuff, Carl. I mean, do some stuff in this game. Go crazy, man. I want to see like a Statue of Liberty. I mean, something, right? Yeah. A bunch of fake punts. Just do it. I think they'll do like one or two things because I think they're feeling desperation now, but it's going to be in that like kind of conservative Carl way. Hey, look, like they'll for, do they'll do yeah. a flea flicker that's like dead on arrival, like just absolutely just horrendous. And they'll probably throw in like two or three more like end around reverses type stuff. But that's it. Have to do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, we have our um, uh, know your foe feature and uh, it's uh, we did it with the. Uh, Buff Sampede Publisher. One of the best names of a human being. Munster Tiger. Munster Munster Tiger. Munster Tiger. That's the best. I'm going to... If I had another kid, I would name him Munster Tiger Pearson. It's so good. Uh, I mean... And he's great. Adam's Adam's awesome. Oh, this... What he gave us... I I mean, we we gave him some, some questions... He was he was he was pretty you know candid. So be looking for that. It's it's a great little piece of content. Yeah, it'll be coming in the next day or two. Uh, we're talking football, so um, well, I mean related this football basketball. Um, your friend George, my friend George Klyavkov. Yeah, I mean, did you are? I mean, tell everyone you can go. You're friends with him. I mean, you and George went out for drinks, right? Recently? Oh yeah, we're. I mean, I'd say we're closer than friends in some ways, um, which probably we can't share. Hey, publicly. just bring him on. I know he's sitting there right now. Just bring George, him on. George, come up. Hi, uh, hi, Dave. What do you want to know? UCLA is going to lose money. Okay. <laughs> um, so I read his thing. So here's here's my my take. I love your takes. In spirit, his point is not wrong. It's that he's doing a stupid thing when he should be saying, look, 
The difference in the TV money is not the true difference in the money. The difference in the money is not going to be whatever, $40 million or $50 million a year, because there are going to be costs associated with going to the Big Ten that we're not factoring into that amount. But I think when he's doing the whatever he's calling it, back of the envelope math, um, he's getting very stupid and obviously disingenuous because like even if you want to say it costs more to go to big go to the Big Ten, which it will, you know, the charters will be more, oh the charter plans for Olympic sports, it'll be more. Yeah, that's all true. That's all true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's also an implicit cost that nobody's building in, which is you go to the Big Ten, you're gonna lose more games. And I think there's going to be competitive costs to that, uh-huh. which fan interest and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think that's a foregone conclusion because you're doing four road trips a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you build all that in, the difference is still going to be like $20 million. Like even if you build – even if you say they're chartering a plane for every single Olympic team, every single game they're playing, which I don't think is so, going to happen. So, so what, let's just do the planes. You know that – the football and basketball teams don't play all their games right now in Pauly and the Rose Bowl. You know, I mean, everyone, I, not just you, but George, you know, they're already flying to Pullman, Washington. Totally. They, I mean, does, I think he know does, does he? So when you get on a plane to go to Pullman, you get on a plane to go to Minneapolis. Yeah, is there really that much of a difference? Eh, no, they're really, I mean... If you really do the math, like throw out the back of your envelope there, George, do the math. Okay, that. But didn't he say something like uh, UCLA would make $50 million in its media deal? In the Pac- yeah, 12? so he's overestimating the wow. Pac-12 media deal most likely. Yeah. And he's under he's underselling what the Big Ten media deal is, which is why the numbers are so bad. Because he's saying $70 million for the Big Ten and $50 million for the Pac-12. Well, yeah, if you want to say the difference is only $20 million in the TV money, I think you could make enough of an argument that the the difference is negligible enough that it doesn't make it worth it for the competitive effects of going to the Big Ten. But that's not the difference. The real difference is probably going to be minimum of $40 million a year in TV money. Yeah. And potentially more. Minimum. Um, Minimum. Yeah. And that's where the numbers stop making sense at a certain point because it's going to be a difference of 20 or more million dollars, even if you take out – even if you say they're literally chartering a plane for the golf team to go to Rutgers, like even if you say that, which they're not doing right now, they don't charter planes for most of the Olympic sports. But even if you said that, okay, the golf team's going to charter planes for every single one of their road matches or whatever, the, whatever you call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and, you're and, not a golfer is what no, you just cares? said. Um, yeah. But like all these things, um, they charter planes for them. Even if you did all of that, it's still not going to cost that much money. No. Um, and so – He's being disingenuous. I think there's a fair argument to make that there's a point at which the difference in money does not make this worth it. But I don't know if it's it's not twenty million dollars. I think it has to be like five or ten to make that argument, which is, oh, you're only actually going to clear at the end of the day ten million dollars. Then I think you could say, well, is this really worth it then? But I think the reality is they're going to clear like the difference in the thing is going to be twenty or thirty million dollars a year, and then it's still worth it. Money matters. I just think we uh, we should use this. We could probably take this philosophy, this approach to life in every single aspect. We go out to a restaurant. We get the bill. And we say, you know what? That's really not what that was worth. In every, just apply it like to every single thing. And what you have is worth more. My, do- my credit card, my dollars, they're worth a lot more. So actually at dinner, you owe me money right now. 
That's true. I, uh, let's just you let's, got my presence here. Yeah, that should factor in. Wow, wow! I, just the math was incredible, and yeah, George, wow! Just trying so hard, and I, 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 my understanding is they're out there, like you know, sitting outside of Amazon. Please, please, and Amazon's going. Yeah, I, what is it? Uh, they're looking for this was uh, and again overvaluing. I heard maybe they're they want to deal with Amazon. This is the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 for three hundred million dollars for the dregs of their programming, right? Oh yeah, three hundred million dollars. Where is this coming from? Obviously, Amazon has not agreed. So, yeah. wow, it's a good. I, on one hand, you got to respect him because he's just decided to throw off any real sense of of um, reality a little, maybe. Um, but, you know, God bless him. God bless him. God bless us, everyone. Uh, this week, well, actually yesterday, even though it happened earlier, UCLA got a commitment from Donovan. I've never actually heard him pronounce it. It could We're be... go Palat. Pelot. Nah, I'm not doing the French thing. He's uh, Donovan Pelot. Um, yeah, and his coach, you know, decided he was going to report it a day before. Um, you mm. know, way to go, coach. <laughs> wow. Really, really that is what actually happened. That's that's not good. That yeah, did no, that that's, for not, that kid. That, that's not cool. And how much did, you know, we sat here and came up on our forum. We still didn't do it. Blair held back. Blair's a guy. Classy fella, that Blair Angulo. Yeah, he is. Where did he go to school? Um, where did he go to school? Um, yeah, so that's a good commitment. Um, a uh, real athlete with upside. Um, he's coming in, I think, as an inside linebacker. Yeah. Uh, but he's got some potential um, in a lot of different ways. But um, that, That'll that be interesting because he plays at a smaller school, and he's just physically dominant. I mean, he's a man, and he's young, too, actually, for his age, which is kind of crazy. But he's just throwing people around. Like he'd be I like very to think interesting. Think of myself as young for my age. Yes, young. You know, people have called me out on that. Young for his class. Sorry, everyone. Don't at me. Um, but if he played like a Bishop Gorman, yeah, you know, talking to Blair. Blair said he thought he'd still hold up. So uh, I'm. Uh, he's he's probably a little underrated just because. No one else is besides Blair and the twenty four seven guys. Seriously, the other the other sites out there, the websites have not seen him um, or seen him enough, but literally have not seen him. So he's a little underrated at this point. He he doesn't have a twenty four seven composite ranking because of that. Um, but yeah, I mean. In my spirit of raising expectation, he's probably a high-end three-star right now. Solid, he would be the lower end of what of a of a typical UCLA recruiting class when they should be getting a couple of five stars and then a good number of four stars. So solid guy, you know, a, a real kind of typical uh, Chip Kelly recruit of that level could be a guy, right? But not not like a slammed up. Yep. Which, uh, hey, it's another body, though, Tracy. And there's another one out there. There's a boom there just looming. There's, there's a, a boom. There's a boom loom. A looming boom. A looming booming. Um, yes. Yeah, which boom. we're not going to tell you any, anything about because we're also trying to be as classy as Blair. Yeah, 
Yeah, we like to be. That's that's what we say here. We are claw class. Yeah, claw class uh, I'm gonna get. A, I have a T-shirt that says "Be Like Blair." Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to say anything more about our transfer valuations? Uh, you can. All right. So here's the thing. Tracy, I'm going to – you guys all dumped on Tracy for that story. And <laughs> I read it, and I'm like, hey, Tracy's probably not – you know, he's, he's pulling some punches here. Um, so what you, what you just said, I'm, I'm failing on both ends pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Because, yeah. like, I mean, you were – so you were – Cagey, and you were you were I thought doing a very nice job of kind of um, uh, what would I say Um, being fair, uh, being um, you know throwing in so far's being uh, you know relative to the opponents and all that kind of stuff. But I think um, my big takeaway on this transfer class so far is here's the thing, and somebody wrote this on the message board. Well, you can only expect to hit on like thirty percent of guys anyway. Not when you're doing what Chip Kelly is doing. When you are having to reload your entire like starting group every single year, which is what this is going to increasingly look like, your hit rate needs to be like 90% or 100% even because you're not giving yourself any developmental time with many of these guys. It's really just what they bring to the table when they're there. And if they're not really good from the jump, you're not going to be really good. And so the reality is Raekwon O'Neal. Yeah, he came in. He won the starting left tackle job. Has he been really good? No, he's been fine. That's almost exactly what I wrote. Yeah, but the the context is the important thing here, which is he needed to be really good. It's not enough that he's just fine. Um, And this is the part where I think like people are kind of missing it because they're looking at it in micro um, or they're doing a very – because honestly, when we're doing stuff like this, and I, I realize it can come off that way, we're not attempting to be critical of the players. The players are who they are. Like they're they're they are the players that they are, and they are all working hard and they're all on their own personal journeys. What we're critiquing here is the strategy. What we're critiquing here is the personnel management, the Chip Kelly, the whole you know, kit and caboodle of this whole thing. Um and, and so Yeah. I got one you, thing to add to that before I forget it. The old people have to say things immediately or they forget. Sure. Um it's another element that I haven't brought up about the transfer portal. Uh, oh, I just forgot it. No, joking. Um, when you bring in transfers, yeah, you've watched them on film. Even you've watched them in your spring practice, which they had a handful of them. But Raekwon O'Neal did not come in for spring. So it's kind of like, 
It's kind of like you're opening presents on your birthday and a bunch of people who you don't know very well are the ones who got you all the presents. You literally don't kind of don't know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. I, so what, what football teams do, you prepare for the season and your game plans based a lot on the talents that you have. You you don't have a good idea of the town. You don't have as good of idea of the town that you have on your own roster when you are the guy comes in, he runs a few drills and workouts for the summer, boom, you've seen him in practice. He's practicing on using Raekwon O'Neal as an example. Against the same defense. Yeah, I mean, we all know this. You can't go by that. You have no idea if he's good if anyone's really good or bad, Dayton Jones. Um and Dayton Jones was good. I shouldn't have said that. I take it back, Dayton. I, I place in my heart for you. But uh, he wasn't the unblockable Dayton Jones that year. It in took spring. a couple more years. Yes. Yeah. So you're devising a whole game plan based on guys you really don't know. Compared to guys you've recruited and you've had in your program, you've seen the strengths and weaknesses, you've seen the warts, you've seen them, a lot of them play in games in front of you instead of on tape. That's that's tough because I'll tell you what coaches generally do, even the best X's and O's coaches. They overinflate their own talent on their team. Yeah, it's just what they do. They're they're not objective people. They're raw, raw people. A lot of them are ex-athletes that have to get in a mindset and be raw, raw. That's what they do. They generally think their players are better than they are. You can almost assume that across the board. So, yeah, I, I think there might have been some assumption that some of these guys were better. And I think even from the fans, and we probably <laughs> perpetuated it, too, because we fall into that thing where we're just so happy to see him in spring, you know? Yep. So, yeah. But so far. Yeah. It's I had so to far. use my so far's because the Murphys could, you never know. We saw them. We think they have some some capability. Law to capability. I, Darius Muasawa, I think personally, I really liked him. His instincts, he middle linebacker instincts, completely. If, I've gone back and looked at some Hawaii games just to try to get a sense. If UCLA's defense right now, a lot of it, especially in that first half against South Alabama, it, it was the linebacker. It was those interior linebackers that were just not playing well, really out of position, getting pushed away. If that if he can step up and play like we thought he would, I, I think that would go along. So here well, here we go. Some optimism, people. That would really make a big impact for this defense, which so, is clearly struggling. So I want to build on because one of the things I was saying before, and uh, your and your I interrupted comments, you. No, no, your comments were very good. But okay. one thing I was getting at or attempting to is this: if all of the defensive transfers are looking a little bit worse than what we were expecting based on what we saw in spring. It's the scheme. It's really passive. They're really, really passive. What the linebackers are doing a lot of times is reading and reacting. Um, and I'm I just looking at it, it doesn't look like it's an effective scheme. Um, you've got the... You've got these pass-rushing dynamos that we saw in spring, and I'm not willing to concede that the Murphys can't rush the passer. I mean, they they had, what the hell, 16 combined sacks at North Texas last year? The level is different, but it's not that different. They've got two. Well, well, well wait, three games. the teams UCLA has played so far, the level is not different. Not at all different. Yeah. What's changed is they're in a different scheme, and I'm watching them, and they are 
sort of weirdly unexpectedly going up against guards a lot. Um, and there's just some stuff that they're doing that just does not seem like it's effective for generating a base pass rush. Big difference and, of when you're trying to get around a, ta- a tackle on an edge and you have that whole open space or a guard where you got guys on both sides of you. Yeah, and I just, when we're talking about the transfers, so many of the defensive guys, because like Jake Bobo looks about the way I expected him to based on practice, right? Yeah. Titus Mokiao Adamalala looks about yeah, the way I expected is, to him. That was excellent. Yeah, it looks about the way I expected him to based on practice. The commonality is that all of the defensive guys, except for basically Gary Smith, who we really didn't see in spring, they don't. They don't look the way we expected them to. Like, Jacob Sykes looks worse in this defense than what I remember, because like, I watched, like, a little bit of his film from Harvard. Against all worse a, than that. equivalent competition. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think it's more of a commentary on what we can assess about this defensive scheme to start the season. So and maybe they change yeah. some things with what they do, but it looks really passive right now. So here's along exactly. And the one thing, okay, so we had Jerry as an arrow scheme, then Brian Norwood came in and tweaked it. And it was a, it was a fairly aggressive scheme at times. And what they were trying to do is get that tackle for loss. And UCLA last year, correct me if I'm wrong, had a lot of tackles for loss last year. That's what that's what they did. And I almost respected it. It's almost, I, I don't think, in my opinion, they're almost, this is how I would look at it. They might not have looked at it this way. We recognize that we can't just go mano a mano. We need a good tackle for loss in every series to get off the field. This is not doing that. I don't see that kind of uh, pressure coming from from a cornerback or some guy, uh, the safety sneaking up, or any kind of st- a lot of or stunting or any. I I don't see, the striker position was big. It was mostly right on the line of scrimmage, and it it was trying to get into the backfield. That was most of its responsibility. That ain't the same anymore. I don't know. It's just you're right. We've gone from. A fairly aggressive scheme that wasn't altogether successful, but it did try to get that tackle for loss to not doing that. Yeah. Yikes. Um, all right, let's let's shift gears. Um, there was some really uh, horrible news uh, this week. Um, former uh, UCLA uh, center Jalen Hill. Um, died um as family reported on instagram and then mick cronin confirmed on twitter um really just heartbreaking news um it's been nagging at me for basically since i read about it yesterday um just really really tough to hear um you know he kind of um you know he obviously was one of my favorite players uh through the first couple years of mick cronin as i made very clear on twitter many 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 times uh, but he really kind of courageously um, uh, he had he had uh, quit the team and then uh, put out a video after uh, the final four that year, kind of sharing his struggles with anxiety and depression. A lot of it seemingly coming from that China trip, um, and uh, was really open and and you could just see how much of a weight off it was for him to be kind of done with basketball and done with being in the public eye with that stuff. Um, so just awful to um to see 
what happened to him this week. Um, only 22 years old. Um, obviously had a bright future ahead of him. So very, very sad. Uh, just absolutely heartbreaking. And between Jalen Hill and Thomas Cole, and thankfully Thomas Cole, you know, is survived his suicide attempt. Um, there's, there's, we hear a lot about mental health and, and there are a lot of people working hard toward it, but we, we just have to always remember to specifically what, what we do. These are, these are kids <laughs> and it's a lot. It really is a lot. And some, you know, you know, the guys, some guys are just are wired for this. They can take it. They, they can get through tough times and they're just, you know, not, it rolls right off. But some of them who are physically and athletically talented, maybe mentally, they're not, they're not wired that way. So yeah, it was, and I don't know, just, I always, it's, there was something about Jalen Hill's face. There's a sensitivity behind those eyes that always kind of got me too. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was really just, heartbreaking to hear yeah. and we everything goes out to his you know our best wishes and condolences go out to his family yeah absolutely uh but um he'd probably yeah. want us to talk about basketball and how good this team is going to be there we go um yeah so basketball practice um kicked off no it didn't kick no no, off. no. kicked Tw- off no, it's still in summer workouts. It won't start until the 27th. Oh, I thought it was starting this week. Eh? Okay. I heard yeah. the 27th. That's what I heard. I thought you said 22nd. Okay, oh, fine. Maybe I did, but I meant the 27th. <laughs> okay, fine. Great. Let's Great go talk. with that. Yeah. Tipping um, off. Basketball practices tipping off. Yeah. Next week. Um, yeah. Uh, some interesting little tidbits coming out of practice. Um uh, probably the biggest surprise is, I guess, how good Dylan Andrews is. Uh, that he's very quick, and this is very this is interesting because I saw Dylan Andrews. I never saw him actually play in a high school game. All I saw was AAU. Um, I, I, he had a lot of he had a lot of uh, positives. I would not have said quickness was was it, but I I guess he's looking particularly quick. And as we said one time, Mick Cronin said one of the fastest or quickest players he's coached. So that's, he's been very, very impressive from what I've heard. Uh, Interesting what I heard about Amari Bailey. Uh, Everyone uh, thinks he's going to be this, you know, big time scorer, going to shoot, going to drive. From what I've heard, he's, he's been more of like a facilitator. Almost more point guardish, uh, very athletic though, obviously. But keep that in mind. So uh, one of the biggest takeaways between Tiger Campbell, Andrews, and Bailey, you've got some guys who can run an, an offense. Um, and and on top of it, it's Will McClendon who, before he was hurt, Mick Cronin was thinking he would be a guy who would be able to do some time at the point too. Uh, so interesting. Uh, the the general feeling about uh, a Dembona is just kind of, nah, you know, I can't even describe it. That's kinda, 
That's wow. kind of what I've heard. It's just kind of indescribable. Not that he's, you know, an immediate NBA, just what the whole package, the energy, the athleticism, the energy, how tough he is, how everything just rolls right off him. I, I just massively impressed. Um, of course, he's going to have a lot of mistakes. Uh, probably another thing been impressive is uh, Abramo Zonka. Uh, of course, he's he's a little thin. He needs strength. But playing internationally, playing on you know Russia's club team, there's a little bit of toughness there, right? I've heard he plays hard, plays defense, mentally tough. Um, but just picture if you're playing on you know just a, a, a run-of-the-mill Russian club team. And now you're in Westwood. Uh, the dude is just, from what I've heard, very, very thankful and appreciative of, of what he has. So he's all, I'm playing my ass off here. I, I want to make sure I, I, you know, I sustain this and keep this. So there's a lot to be said about going out there and getting international guys from, you know, obscure club teams in Russia. Um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Jaime Jaquez is, has looked very, very good. Uh, we're talking about improved outside shooting. I've heard Jalen Clark has looked better. Uh, the stroke is still about the same stroke. It's going in probably more often. So that will be interesting to see in games if that holds up. Um, but he, he worked a lot on it during the offseason. David Singleton is David Singleton. It still looks fine. Uh, oh, Mac Eddian and Will McClendon are still not 100% cleared, I believe. Um they probably will be. So practice starts on the 27th. I think they get 30 practices before the first game. When's the first game, Dave? The first real game? It's November. Well, they got Concor they got an exhibition with Concordia November 2nd. Then the first real game is Sac State November 7th. Yeah. I, from what I've heard, it's going to take both of those guys probably that entire time and maybe a few games. You know, they haven't, they haven't played a college game ever well yeah, and, Matt, Matt real, and they've got years. three basically warm-ups before uh illinois yeah so I, I we'll see you know it'll be interesting to see if they're you know really full go ready to go even by illinois um, yeah oh uh ken nuuba looks good like slim down a little defense is good you know incremental improvement could give solid 10 to 12 minutes is kind of what i've heard so that's that's kind of am i missing anyone um, I think that's all of them. I mean, Tiger Campbell's still a good player. Tiger Campbell. I didn't think I have to really talk too much about Tiger and and Jaime, and Jaime for that yeah. matter. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everybody. Yeah, and then uh, then we have recruiting. They are still doing that. Yes, Brandon Williams committed this week. Uh, Brandon Williams, interesting, interesting kid. I think a little underrated. Because he's still trying to shake off the image of him being a power forward, a six-seven power forward. Uh, he's extended his game offensively. He's slimmed down some. His athleticism has absolutely improved. Still young for his class. Young for um, his age. I think it's a great get. Uh, like I wrote a number of times, Mick Cronin. If you have thirteen scholarships, guys, how many would you want to be multi-year, three to four-year guys, Dave? Uh, ten. Ten. Let's say even nine, eight. I, I would. I, I. I mean, if you're talking to me. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. 
Yeah. So uh, he's one of those guys, like being that young has a lot of upside. So really, really like it. Uh, we've got the, you know, the uh, the firm of Williams and Williams. <laughs> Uh, that might at this point, I mean, everyone's looking for Cody Williams, not looking too great for UCLA right now. So it would not be Williams, Williams, and Williams, but that would be fun. He should just do it for that. Yeah. Come on. Come, come on. on, Cody. Come on, Cody. My God. Uh, Andre Strakovich, um, probably sometime in October going to make a decision. Well, I heard uh -huh. UCLA still ahead. The, probably the two biggest threats would be Stanford. That's always kind of been there. No local for him. Uh, and probably Texas emerging out of that uh, official visit. But I'd still have to give that to UCLA. Keep in mind, um, I mean, there obviously there are a few other recruits you said, 2023 recruits UCLA is pursuing, but they are going to dip pretty strongly into international players and the transfer portal. Uh, Coach Simovich is not in this country even as we speak. Um, so, yeah, th that class is going to be filled out. I wouldn't be surprised by at least one, if not two international players and at least one, if not two transfer portal guys. So, you know, your dreams are just happy sugar plum kind of thing they're, fantasizing they're, about that they're all coming true yes so that's that dave that is that very exciting though thinking about this season yeah coming up yeah even without you know potential international additions beyond Brahmazanka. and and from what i've been hearing uh, obviously a more athletic team probably will be better has the potential to be better defensively and probably will um Shooting, which, that's the only thing. Well, which, which, yeah, which will lead to probably more transition scoring, better defensive team. You get more, you know, points out in transition. So shooting, we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. But other, I think all the other elements, they'll probably, they'll be better than they were last year, I think. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's real potential. And without, um, hopefully, I mean, knock on wood, but none of the injury stuff from last year. Yeah. Because there was so much stuff. I mean, when you go back through it and you're like, there was like a stretch of the Pac-12 season where they were just down a full-time starter like once every couple of games. It would just be, okay, Johnny Juzang's out, then Tiger Campbell's out, then Jaime Hawkes is playing on two bum ankles. And it's just... On top of the whole team being out for almost a month. Yeah. Because I mean, of COVID. So That's not weird. an easy thing to come back from that you haven't yeah. played for a month. So yes. much weird stuff happening. So hopefully they can avoid uh, a lot of that this season um, and have some continuity going throughout the whole year. Because I think if, if we see that, that's going to be the first time we really see that uh, under Mick Cronin. Because the Final Four year, it was, you know, a lot of weird stuff. Then it was, um, well, first you had COVID in year one. That derailed the season. Then you had the Final Four year, uh, where a lot of weird things happened. I mean, we just talked about um, the dearly departed Jalen Hill. Um, but that was, you know, he, he, he left the team in the middle of that year. Um, and then you had this past year with all the injuries. This year, um, if they could go start to finish with more or less the same guys the entire run, that'll be the first time that's happened for Mick Cronin. And the, so. fir and the first season in three, that's not COVID impacted. Yeah, I, I, I mean, cross your fingers, right? Big but, knock on wood there. I mean, no know. one remembers really 
COVID surged, remember, last winter. Yeah. <laughs> and they closed down. They didn't play for a month, if you yeah, remember. Yeah. 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 And then they didn't have fans for the first game back. Yeah. And Mick, yeah. Mick Cronin got COVID. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There you but, go, Dave. But the pandemic's over. Everyone tells me. Yeah. Have you had boosters? Um, I've got my, whatever, the Omicron one scheduled. Oh, okay. The bivalent? Yep. Yeah. I just asked my doctor because I've had two boosters. I went to the doctor this morning, as you know, uh, for a little checkup. And he said I should get, because my last booster has been longer than four months, I should get the bivalent one also soon. Yeah. Which, by the way. Bivalent? Bivalent is what it's called, bivalent. Um, Or, I mean, Dave, how would you pronounce it? I'd go bivalent. Bivalent. Oh, maybe it's bivalent. Okay. I like like bivalent. That sounds even cooler. Um, You could go with, you know, ambivalent. You could just go bivalent. Bivalent. Yeah. Uh, Note, people, for the first time in my life, probably, my blood pressure was a little higher. It was like 135 over 90. And I'm usually... 128 over 70 and they took it twice so he said do you have any stress in your job wow and i said i get stressed from really one thing it's called uh, a forum let let me describe it and he goes you know i said no you're not going to understand what that so i didn't tell my doctor what you lied to your doctor would he understand <laughs> I have a bunch of anonymous people who I don't really know who critique my work constantly, but they also pay me money. So I'm in this unfair kind of obligation where I have to continue to serve them. But it's this sort of like weird customers always right situation where they're constantly critiquing me for stupid reasons. But I can't actually come at them as hard as I would like because they're also contributing to my um, livelihood. Uh, Factor number one. Factor number two. They love to fight each other and create real problems and contention between each other, which oh, like I have to it's moderate. Like managing thousands of children. Yes. You know, here's the thing too. Among, we'll just say we it, among you. the thousands of subscribers, the vast majority first are lurkers. Yeah, they don't post. Because I mean, a lot of them say, I'm not getting in the middle of that morass. But I'll, and I'd say, a, I'd say a majority of our posters are good people and, and do not get into exchanges i ha- i get a lot of private messages from people that just say like they had a couple of posts deleted or they got banned for a week and they'll it this this i'll give you a hint guys when i then talk to you after you've been blacklisted through a pm how you respond to that pm is, is so critical if you come how dare you do this to me or if you come back to me and say Wow, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I was on a forum. I got way out of hand. You were so right. Sorry about that. Sorry if I hurt your business. That's, I have a lot of people who do that. And I'm so grateful for you people because you're helping to balance out the other ones who come at me in private. You wouldn't believe. When, when someday I should start, I should have collected some of the best private messages that I've received. Um, yeah. Anyway. So I, I feel very fortunate for all of you people out there. And the ones who do create some conflict on the forum, if you could just give my blood pressure a little bit of... Uh, You're literally killing Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, slowly. So stop it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, good talk. Thanks. 
All right, I think that's. Did you that, turn that, the Did you turn the tape on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just, but just a couple of minutes ago. Okay, that's okay. We were best at the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. I okay. think we're good. I, I think, think we're I'm done. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, for Tracy Pearson, I'm David Woods. We're gonna report online. For Tracy we'll Pearson, this is David Woods. <laughs> we'll you know again. that's that's Shadow Stevens. Yeah, that is because that that's, I was that's there. More what I do. I was there when they transitioned to Shadow Stevens too. Yeah. I did him for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I, I messed up your... For setup. Tracy Pearson, I'm David Woods, Bruin Report Online, and we'll talk to you again next time. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.